This episode is brought to you by the D2D Business Bootcamp, the number one event for business owners and leaders in the direct sales industry. Come to our two-day bootcamp and learn from Sam Taggart and the D2D experts who have consulted over 200 businesses on how to increase sales, get more recruits, become a better leader, and streamline business systems. Go to bootcamp.thed2dexperts.com for dates and location. Limited tickets available. Go to bootcamp.thed2dexperts.com and reserve your seats today. This episode is brought to you by the D2D Business Bootcamp, the number one event for business owners and leaders in the direct sales industry. Come to our two-day bootcamp and learn from Sam Taggart and the D2D experts who have consulted over 200 businesses on how to increase sales, get more recruits, become a better leader, and streamline business systems. Go to bootcamp.thedddexperts.com for dates and location. Limited tickets available. Go to bootcamp.thedddexperts.com and reserve your seats today. All right, everybody, this is Sam Taggart with the DDD Podcast, and I have the Tim Story, who's coming at January 8th and 9th to Door to Door Con, and we have got a little podcast, a treat for you guys. So he is the comeback coach. He has trained and worked with and spoken to thousands and thousands of people and changed the lives of many. He's been featured on many of the podcasts. He's been spoken at many of the big events. If you haven't heard of Tim's story, you've kind of had your head in the stand. So good friend, Tim. Appreciate you having on, have, uh, being on the show, man, and, and, and playing ball with the, the tribe. So We're, We are friends, and I'm so excited to come to your conference. And man, they're coming from all over the world to this amazing conference. And I will tell you this, last year, I saw your lineup. And I thought, oh my gosh, I would like to speak there. And it was such a privilege <laughs> when you invited me. So, you know, if if something great is happening, I want to be in the middle of it. So I cannot wait to be with you at your conference in January. Thank you for that. And what would you say to anybody? Like, obviously, you've spoken, know a lot of the people that are speaking, like John Maxwell and David Goggins and Brad Lee. And I know you've shared the stage with a few of those people and Hal Elrod and um, what, what would you say to somebody? The ticket price is a lot more this year. I think a lot of people are kind of sh- odd when they say last year, it might've been 250, 300 bucks a ticket. This year it's 2000 bucks a ticket. So I think a lot of people have been like, oh shoot, I don't know if I want to spend that much money. You've obviously been and spoken, attended a lot of conferences. What do you, what do you say about people attending conferences and dropping some money on that and investing in themselves? I'm sure you have two cents there. Yeah. 100%. I think that here's the deal. You learn three primary ways, education, observation, what you see, and conversation, how you dialogue. At a conference like you're putting together, could you imagine that a person can come to the conference one way and leave the conference another way? Come to the conference less than, leave the conference more than. I like that. So. I guarantee you just for my session alone, I'm gonna take you there, boy. Have you have you had people pay just 2,000 bucks just to come see you alone, let alone all of these people? We have 18 workshops, five big keynote speakers. It's more like $50,000 for one day, just a dialogue. Yes, of course. And I think that's where a lot of people- And the reason they do it is because, here's the deal, is that one conversation can change your world. 
one message can trigger something in you and, and touch you. And I mean, in the midst of everything, you got to understand how many invitations we all get. There's only 52 weeks in the year and most of us don't want to like travel every day. So to get the lineup that you got, number one, holy schmoly guacamole. Not easy, trust me. Because we have to say no to most conferences, just so you know. And you look at a Goggins or Maxwell, I mean, Bradley, these guys are all super uber busy people. So we must have felt some kind of connection to you. For me, it was my assistant who instantly just jumped on it. He's like, oh, I like this guy. So, you know, it's worth the money, guys, because you are valuable. So treat yourself like you're valuable and invest in yourself. So the monies that you pay for this conference, you are gonna get it back in money or what money cannot buy. Love this is that. this is a this is a life-changing conference, no doubt. Love that. Well, let's dive into it. Um, I have a lot of questions I want to ask you, and I feel like I could I, and, and I don't know how we topic all these things in 30 minutes. And anyway, so I'll I'll dive in. So you you I, I'm gonna get vulnerable on this, and and I I don't even know how I'm supposed to get vulnerable on this. Um, but I might save that for the second half. I have a couple of quotes that I've heard you say just in different podcasts and things like that, that I kind of want to dive on that I thought were pretty interesting. One of the, one of the principles you talk a lot about, obviously you're a preacher, Christian man, um, and you, you teach a lot about the law of the harvest. Um, and I feel like in door-to-door sales, it, it, there is no other industry, in my opinion, as gritty and more applicable to the law of the harvest, because most people are on 1099. Most people are kind of own entrepreneurs, not paid a W-2. Um, so it, it is very, very much so applicable in our in our industry, in our jobs, in our lives. Kind of talk to us about your principle of, you know, work your land and the law of the harvest. Okay, so great question. So number one, people are looking for results. We're, we're, we talk a lot about results. We think a lot about results. But the beautiful thing is, to really enjoy the results, to really benefit from the results, and for the results to last, you have to go through what I call the the law of the harvest. And the law of the harvest is this, you gotta plow the ground, and then you have to plant the right seed. Then you water the seed, which is repetition, and then you will reap the harvest. Okay, so, Let's talk about Magic Johnson for a second. So people see him as a great basketball player of the past, but he talks about growing up in Michigan that sometimes it was so cold that he would be out there in the snow outside playing basketball in the snow because he knew somebody in the sun in Florida or California was practicing. So he couldn't say it's snowing in Michigan, I can't practice. So he would practice in the snow. So that's plowing, planting the right seed, watering the seed, and then you get the harvest. So it actually comes from a proverb in the Bible that says, he who works his land shall have abundance, but whoever chases fantasies lacks wisdom. So I don't want to chase fantasies and think it's all going to happen overnight. No, 
I'm going to plow the ground, plant the right seed, water the seed every day, and then get the harvest. That's what happened to Magic Johnson. That's what happened to you. Love that. And so, you you know, there's a part in, in a podcast I heard where you talked about, you know, there's favor in the person and then there's favor in the path. And I really thought this was interesting because some people are plowing in the wrong fields, I feel like. And a lot of times people chase greener grass and they, they, they're like, I'm going to do door-to-door sales or I'm going to do this for a couple of years or I'm going to, you know, and, and then I'm going to go get a real job <laughs> or I'm going to go, you know, and I'm like, what do you, what do you mean a real job? And I feel like a lot of times people lose faith in the, in, in the path or they may get distracted from the path. Talk to us a little bit about kind of your, your concept of that. My concept is it's not as difficult as we're making it. Okay. So I don't know this. Do you have children? Yeah, three little girls. Okay. So as a father, you want your three children, your three daughters to do well, right? Yeah. Okay. So God, the father, he wants his children to do well. So God gets more glory out of you being a success than out of you being a failure. That's a Tim Story quote from way back. Don't forget that. God gets more success out of you being a success than you being a failure. So he wants you to be successful. So here's the deal, is that all of us have the right path that we can follow. So the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So there is a path that is already there. I call it the favor path. So favor is on your person, but favor watch is also on your path. So I always say this, just because you're pretty doesn't mean you ought to be a model. Just because you can sing doesn't mean you should be a professional singer. So you gotta say favor's on my person because I'm a child of God, but now where's my favor path? Mm -hmm. I'll quickly tell you how to find it. You have to stop. You have to look, and then you have to listen. I like that. When you stop and you look and you listen, you're going to hear the voice. And the voice is going to lead you to the right path. It could be things like people hurting. Maybe you're a humanitarian. You see a creative person. Hey, I want to be a creative person. Or you see someone in a certain business, and you decide you want to be in that business. So favors on your person and favors on your path. We can help you find your favorite path. So they call you the comeback coach because you've helped a lot of people that have kind of gone on a wayward path come back, right? Yeah. You know, you think of like the prodigal son, right? And you, you know, you probably have thousands of stories of where you've helped either professional actors, athletes, things like that. Um, one of the things you said was just never waste your failures and, 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 and the mess equals the message, right? And yeah. like when you have somebody that you know has maybe gone off onto the wrong path and, and, and is kind of in their own little like slump in life, what are some things you've done or seen that is best to pull them out? Maybe it's a friend, a family member. How, how as a coach have you been able to bring people back onto the right path? Yeah. Okay, so, so number one, 
so my, my doctorate's in world religion. So I, I'll reference a lot of things, but right now I'm going to reference the Bible again. So the Bible says that God knows the end from the beginning and he knows what is yet to unfold. So you in your life right now, you're a good snowboarder, skied since you're a kid, you're a great business person, sure a great husband, great father. So I'm very proud of you, okay? But you are still unfolding. So you are unfolding. Now, what happens in life is we have what I call life interruptions. It could be an illness, it could be COVID-19 hits the whole world, it's called a pandemic. A life interruption will hit and when a life interruption hits, most people stop. Um, they go through a bad breakup, a divorce, something happens. And they, they have a setback, a life interruption, and they sit in the setback. And they settle in the setback. But I like to say it this way, don't fold while you're still unfolding. Mm. Don't fold your cards while you're still unfolding. So there's a lot of people watching right now where you've had a difficult last three years. Maybe you've battled depression. It's not your doggone fault. Most likely it's hereditary. Addiction, most likely hereditary. There's a lot of things that we battle that we did not order from Life's Diner. It just showed up on our plate. And so maybe for three years, your life has really been difficult. But don't fold your cards like in poker. When you fold your cards that says, I don't believe in my hand, I give up. I don't believe in my hand, I give up. Yeah. Don't fold while you're still unfolding. And so that is a beautiful message to you today. I love that. I literally just got done eating lunch with one of my childhood best friends. Um. He had a skateboarding accident about three weeks ago where he had brain trauma and he's about to lose his job. He's about to, you know, his marriage is in the crapper. And I just sat there and he's like, honestly, if I, he's like, honestly, if I died right now, I might, I'd be okay. Like, you know, it, it was, it was crazy. It was like suicidal thoughts. And I'm sitting there as his like best bud at lunch with him. Luckily I'm probably there cause he's very lonely. He's kind of antisocial. It's, and I was like, man, how do I help this guy? Like, I, 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 I was sitting there like, man, I need Tim's story right now. <laughs> I was like, but I love that. I wish I, I'm going to text him like, dude, don't fold right now, man. Like, things are still. Yeah, so, so do me a favor because you're connected to our team. Um, we will send you the Comeback and Beyond book and have him read it. Okay. okay? And then if he needs to get on a call with me, so me, you, and him can three-way call. Have him read the book and then say, Tim wants to talk to you just because he cares. And me, you, and him will three-way in about a week, okay? That'd be awesome. Yeah, because truly all it is is that, hey, he didn't like order all this silliness from Life's Diner. Even if, even if he did some things wrong, welcome to the human race. We're all growing. So don't fold while you're still unfolding. But so I will say, first of all, I don't blame him for thinking those thoughts because he does not see that just around the corner something beautiful can happen. So those of us that are not going through what he's going through have to be, be his, his eyes and say, hey, 
man, I saw what's ahead of you. We can make it through. And that's what I became very well known for with helping the biggest entertainers in our world to see the light and not stay folded. I love that. Um, I haven't told anybody this. So this is me getting raw with you. And I figure, hey, if I get if I get to do a podcast with Tim, I might as well get some coaching myself. Um, me and you have something in common. You went through a divorce when you were, you know, in your, in the past and I'm actually going through one right now and not many people know that. So if you're listening to this, it's, it's kind of fresh. Um, you said something though, how you had a lot of social pressure, right? There was a lot of like, man, I, I, this is not in the cards for me. Like I, I want to make it work and I want to be a good husband and I want to be a good person. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I think like when you look at past and you look at people is like you just said, the things unfold. Like I'm very optimistic. I'm very like, Hey, I'm excited. Like I'm, it's a new chapter in my life, but it's interesting for the first time in my life, I felt like something didn't go my way. And if somebody else out there is dealing, and I'm sharing this, not not asking for sympathy. I, I feel like now I can empathize on a deeper level with a lot of people when it comes to relationships. We struggled. We were married about eight years. And we struggled for seven. seven no, just, just, leave, just leave it at that. I think that if I could say this, number one, I think emotion is good that you feel emotion because you feel loss. So I'm going to break it into categories, okay? Anytime you have a partnership, partnership in business, partnership in dating, partnership in marriage, partnership as just best friends. When you have a divorce, what it means, watch my hands, it means divided force. Yeah. Divided force. Divorce. Deforced. Okay. So there's a tearing. So I counsel a lot of people, and a lot of people that don't even like each other, they get divorced. They feel the ripping and the tearing. There's a tearing and a ripping, but it could happen in a friendship. It could happen between a mother and a daughter, a father and a son. It can happen in many ways. But in the area of marriage, okay, and we'll take it off you, but thank you to for all of us, you know, for you being so vulnerable and sharing. But to take it off you for a minute, is that any time that you go through divorce, what happens is that there's things that knock on your door. Shame yeah. knocks on your door. Guilt knocks on your door. Okay. And a lot of that is because of the expectation that we have of what the relationship should have been like, because you have a wedding and you have these expectations and we feel like we did not meet those. Now, so in every case of people that I counsel, which is I counsel people every day, is that you never know what's going on in that house. And so that's why it's so important for us not to judge anybody that's going through, whether it be addiction problems or going through marital problems. And so what I would say to you as a older mentor is that um, I believe that 
you did what you could to make it work because you're that kind of guy and that you will always be a great father and that marriage is one thing and family can also be another thing and that you can still have an amazing family even though you're not married to the person that you used to be married to. And I, I help a lot of people with that. And I see a lot of women who have a lot of guilt, but yet they're helping to co-parent their children, but their children turn out great. Yeah. Are men the opposite way? Now, will they feel some things? Yes. The reality is yes. But grace fills in the gaps. I like wherever that. there are gaps and wherever there's pain, grace fills in the gaps. So I was talking to a guy on an airplane. This would just take a minute. And I said to him, are you single or are you married? He goes, I'm divorced. I said, no, there's two categories. Are you single or are you married? He goes, I'm divorced. I go, no, there's two categories. And he started laughing. I said, how long ago were you divorced? He said, 17 years ago. And then he got emotional. I said, isn't it amazing? This was a man that was like powerful, about 67 years of age, he told me. He said, I said, isn't it amazing that you're holding on to the divorce of all those years ago because of the shame and the guilt? When I asked you if you're single or married, you keep saying you're divorced. So you labeled yourself. So no matter what anybody's going through that's watching right now, we refuse to label ourselves because of any setback in our life. Yeah. Whether it be alcoholism, whether it be how we were raised, whether you were molested, whatever. We're not victims, we're victors, and God's grace is sufficient. No doubt about it. I love that. Thank you so much for that share, by the way. Like I said, it's, I'm only bringing this up. So I, I see you've probably coached a lot of really successful people, and it's probably not the first time that you've seen you know, when there's a lot of fame or competition or stress or anything, I mean, you people are people, right? Like, and I don't care who you are, if you're Michael Jordan, or if you're a nobody, like a dude that nobody knows, right? Like, um, and I find whether you're in door to door sales or entrepreneurship or whatever, whoever's listening to this, sometimes it's, it's, how you deal with the setbacks. And, and that's, why, that's why I wanted to bring this up is, is. Well, you probably have said on this podcast, one of the best things you've ever said. And you'll see that by the ratings of this watch. Because what's, the reality is, is that a lot of times people watch people and they'll see them on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere. And it just looks like they're just thriving, living this amazing life. What I, what I get to do is I get to get beyond the curtain of, of the Wizard of Oz. Because I work with the biggest stars in the world. And I see that some of their kids are rebellious, rebellious and can't stand them. <laughs> I see that they have marital problems. I see that they got other problems. They've got worries. They got fears. They're afraid of COVID-19. Listen, we're all human beings and we're all working through something. And again, so let's not fold while we're still unfolding. So for me, looking at you, I mean, you're brilliant. You're bright. You're brilliant. 
and you're going to live a bright and brilliant life and you're going to honor the mother of your children. 100%. It's not a matter of who's right or wrong. You're going to honor the mother of your children. And, and then the rest is your guy's business. It's none of ours. It's none of our business. It's, it's your business and, and grace fills in the gaps and we just keep flowing and growing and getting better. Love that. I appreciate that mindset too. So let's kind of shift gears a little bit. If you, you know, when you look at coaching, so a lot of these guys that are listening, they manage sales teams, right? They're, they're either recruiting, selling, managing, um, trying to help motivate and door to door is not an easy job, right? Like it's very much so the, a grind. You're getting your face kicked in day in, day out, people yelling, spitting, pulling guns, throwing you in jail. Um, and how do you motivate? I'm sure you've had to kind of pull somebody out of their victim mindset of like, I'm demotivated. I just don't want to go out today. I'm struggling. What are some good techniques that you could maybe speak to the leadership of this industry to help keep somebody motivated and keep them going on a consistent grind? Like, is there any tips you would help? 100%. So if you guys can write this down, write it down. So number one, you have the sight to a great life. The sight is the vision. And then you have the right to a great life. So no matter what country you live in, even if you have oppression in that country, you have the sight and then you have the right, okay? But the third thing is, is that you have to develop the might. The might is the inner strength. <laughs> the might is the faith. The might is the courage. The might is the resilience. And that's what a lot of people don't have. They have the sight, okay? So they'll read the book like The Secret or Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or they'll read, they'll read these different books, Think and Grow Rich, and they, they see it, okay? Tim, I got the sight. I got the right, okay? But you have to have the might. And so that's one reason I also want you to come to the conference in January, because we're going to teach you about how to have the might, how to strengthen your might, how to strengthen the inside of you. Because when you strengthen your might, it's so powerful. You're gonna be like that person that gets hit and bounces back. Gets hit and bounces back. Hit, gets hit and bounces back. Now, I studied the palm tree. So palm trees, if there's a big hurricane like in Florida, they could be like this and 150 mile an hour winds could hit a palm tree. And it'll bend, 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 bend. Stay there till the wind's done and bounce back. Other trees are just uprooted. So I studied it and I found that the palm trees go about 25 feet deep into the ground. But also they have elasticity in them. And so all through the trunk is elasticity like rubber. So here's what happens is they bend, 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 and they bounce back. So when you have the sight and you have the right, and when you get the might, you bend, 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 and don't break. You bend, 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 and don't fly away. You bend, 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 and you bounce back. So when I am life coaching the biggest stars in the world, I teach them the might. And so when you have the might, okay, when you have the might, big winds can hit you, and I say it this way, you hit the flow, come back for Mo. Hit the flow, come back for Mo. 
hit the flow, come back for Mo. So that's why you keep coming back, young man, because you hit the flow, come back for Mo, because you got the might. Love that. See, I got the might, yo. <laughs> I may hit the flow, but I'm going to come back for Mo. I love that. That's such a good. I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to steal that. I will tag Tim's story every I I am stealing that. Hit the flow, come back for Mo. That's hot. That's that's fresh off the press right there. So, one thing that you I like that you said that I think, you know, the other day I was really like I had like a weird week of sequential like events. Like it was like bad, 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 bad. And I still was like so happy. And everybody's like, Sam, why are you, like, how are you still functioning right now? And I was like, honestly, I just think I, it, it goes back to that might. It goes back to, I can just come back to the, I want more. Like I bounce back so much faster than I think most average people. And it's not that it was funny because I, I did an Instagram story and I said, it's the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people simply is, those that are unsuccessful, they don't, they break, they don't, they fly away, they don't bounce back like what you're saying. Is it, it, it's like almost like they all have five flat tires every year. Well, maybe the successful person still had five flat tower, tires every year. You just didn't hear about it and they just kept moving. Like they just were like, oh darn, a flat tire. The unsuccessful per, per person is like, oh, my life is over. I'm going to get fired from my job. And they talk about it all day. And it's like, no, I'm like, well, dude, just bounce. You had a flat tire. Like that's life. Like move, move on. Like, and, and it was so interesting because I'm like, I don't, I think bad things like hurricanes happen to everyone. And that's what I'm trying to get at on this podcast is it's like, yeah. you've had your own hurricanes. I've had my own hurricanes. It's the ability to bounce back and that elasticity, which I, I love this analogy and it's hurricanes happen to everybody. Yeah. And just own it for yourself. Cause I think it's part of your message. Like that's why Tom Brady Tom Brady can go to the Patriots and, and have a so-so season. So he knew he had a so-so season last year. He knew it. But he's, he's used to winning the Super Bowl. So then he goes down south to Tampa Bay. People are like, what's he going to do? The guy is exploding. He's acting and playing like he's 35 years of age, and he's in his 40s, okay? Why? Because he has the sight. He has the right but he has the might. So you saw that when Tom got hit by the winds of life, when he was with New England, they did not go so far in the playoffs. He didn't quit, complain, give in, fold, as we said earlier. He hit the flow, came back for Mo. Hit the flow. So that's what I want to help your friend with when we get on the phone. Hit the flow, come back for Mo. Come on, we're not a bunch of quitters. I love that. so what what have you ever done door to door? I'm curious. Like, have you ever been in? I'm sure you've been in. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I have done door to door in the area of evangelism. So let me tell you about this. Yeah, I want to hear. Is that, is that when I was coming up as a young minister, um, we had this program where you would go evangelize, and so we would knock on the doors, and I'd say, "Hi, my name is Tim Story, and I'm from First Family Church," which was the name of our church. And uh, we just want to tell you that we have all kinds of great programs of the church. <laughs> next, next door. Hi, my name is Tim Story. I'm happy. And um, there's a church down the street called First Family Church. And it's a great church. We have 1,200 members. We have something anywhere from little kids to seniors. <laughs> Without even saying anything, just slam, slam, 
slam. And I thought, maybe the Jehovah Witnesses beat me there and the Mormons. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so that's funny, right? So the thing is, I'm really not exaggerating. Like nine out of 10 were like, hey, little charismatic chocolate man, you're not, you're not phasing me. So later in life, I've become one of Oprah's best friends, right? And I lived this posh life, life coach to the stars, 75 countries of the world. But back then, they were slamming doors in my face. <laughs> but I already had that swag that I would hit the flow, come back from O. Hit the flow, come back from O. Then it may be that ninth door, and I talk to somebody, they go, oh my God, this is weird. I'm not religious, but I've been looking for a sense of community. And I'd say, wow, well, I'm telling you, we really have a good church and we have something for people your age. And do you have children? Yes, we do. And this, this is my husband. And he's like, come on in. And so I just kept knocking, kept knocking, kept knocking, kept knocking, kept knocking. And so it was that one breakthrough of a changed life that made it worth it. Love it. Love it. I can relate. I lived in Argentina for two years knocking. So, I mean, it was a lot of, except, except in Argentina, you clap. Like they don't not like they clap outside. They're like, hola, como estas? And, and, and you're, you're out there just yelling at people from outside. No, I, I, I get where you're coming from. Cause I think you served as a missionary at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah, so you know what it's like because of, you know, of either religious people uh, that would knock or door-to-door -door salesmen or somebody selling beef. But the reality is you have to believe in what you are delivering. And I believed in the message I was delivering, a message of hope through God. And now you guys are selling other things. You're, but you have to believe in the message that you're selling and delivering. And you gotta just keep on knocking and never take it personally. I, I mean, they, they weren't trying to close the door on Oprah's friend. They, yeah. they, they didn't know I was going to be Oprah's friend. I was only 19. <laughs> so what do, you, what, what do you find has been some of the big breakthroughs for you that has helped slingshot your career? You know, a lot of people obviously look at you and they go, wow, how do you meet people like Oprah? And how do you become a coach of the celebrities and write these books and X, Y, Z? Like, what, what, what things, catal like, what were the catalysts to kind of your success? Like, what, what was the pivotal moments, the, the, the recipe for that? I think that um, what we call success depends on what somebody wants. I think to, to be a mother and you have two children and you're a stay-at-home mom and your kids are doing well and prospering, that's success. If you're a welder and that's your trade and you're really good to your family, that's success. If you are a um, person who's a humanitarian and you're going helping people in third world nations, that's success. If you're Richard Branson and if he's happy, uh, then that's success. So to me, the fact that I get to live a life that people think is pretty cool, you know, cover of magazines. I have a new book coming out with Harper Collins uh, in March and get to do all these projects. I got a new project with AMC theaters coming out next year on Tim's story. So yeah, that's cool. But 
this is what I'm supposed to do. So I think that it was never one lucky break. It was back to the beginning, plow the ground, plant the seed, water the seed, reap the harvest. And the harvest is about a hundred times bigger than I ever thought it would be. I will say that. That's awesome. I had a huge breakthrough the other week. I went on this hike and I was just kind of like really trying to connect with God and just being like, Hey, what's my, what's my mission? You know? And I felt, I, I felt like oftentimes we judge or we, we, you know, obsess over somebody else's purpose. Right. And we don't look inward and say, what was my purpose? And what's the site that I need to have? And, and, and I think like, I love how you said, if you, if you're a single mom of two kids and you're a great mom and that's your version of success and awesome. And I think a lot of people, they get superimposed through society and other people to push them in a direction where they're just not looking at God and themselves and saying, what's my mission on this earth and in my journey that I'm supposed to be here and fulfill its purpose and, and success. You're, and you're saying that per, uh, perfectly. And that's one thing we'll be dealing with guys when we come to the conference in January. So once again, tell them the dates. January 8th and 9th. Solid January 8th and 9th. And so as, as a person that has been speaking since I was 20 and I am, I am now 60. So I've been speaking for 40 years in 75 countries of the world, as high as 85,000 people at a time. I will say to you, come to this conference, invest in yourself because we're gonna be breaking this stuff down. It's not gonna just be a lot of like inspiration. It's gonna be step by step on how to prosper in your business, how to prosper in your personal life and how to turn setbacks into comebacks. And I wanna get a chance to meet you personally. So I really challenge you and beseech you to come uh, in January. It's gonna be awesome. And come on guys, let's heal this world. The world is looking for us. Let's heal the world. I love that and I, and I appreciate that. And let's kind of conclude there because to be honest, like that's one of the reasons I, I got you to come speak and, and, and push for you is I really like your message is very pure. It's about inspiring others to just really kind of make the world a better place. And I and it's almost embarrassing to watch the political fights and the, the religious fights in today's society. And it's like, guys, come on. Like, God, we're all God's children. We all want to love each other. Like, why are we trying to be right? Why are we trying to force people to believe certain things? Like, everybody has their mission and everybody has their purpose. And I think if we just align with that and, and really focus in and hone in on our, our contribution to society and how we can make a difference. And I really do, I, I really do resonate with your, what you're pushing and how you're inspiring the world and your humanitarian and your religious views. And, you know, I, I really do appreciate you coming to this conference and, and, and being on this podcast and just being raw and, and, and it's and a privilege. Raw. Can I tell them about the new thing we're doing? It yeah. will take me literally a minute and a half. So yeah. for many, many years, people have been asking me to um, have a Tim Story certified life coaching program. So now okay. we've created it. It comes out November the 15th. And I've worked three years on this, three years on this. But it took me 30 years to get to this point of being this type of life coach. But it's a, it's a seven-week program that you take online, okay? But the beauty is, is that after you take the course, for two years, you get me as your life coach helping you to coach other people. That's unheard of. Usually, you come, 
you get the information, maybe you go to one or two events. I'm with you for the next two years on a quarterly basis, helping you to coach. So Tim Story, Life Coaching Certification. And this is for fathers, mothers, little league coaches, teachers, entrepreneurs, anybody that's leading one person, you should take this course. It, this is a must course. In fact, I was on a call recently and there was 114 people and 81 people said, I'm interested. 114, 81 said I'm interested. Why? Because this is a rarity. It's like uh, Michael Jordan showing you his inside moves. So I'm gonna teach you step-by-step step how I became the life coach that, I'm, that I am today. A lot of Q&A, it's fantastic. For more information, you just go to timstory.com and I'm sure you'll put everything there, timstory.com, become a certified life coach. Yeah, guys, go check that out. I mean, the reality is, is and what we do is the money is made on helping others get what they want because most of the time we're building sales organizations and we're we're trying to inspire and change people's lives and you know take them out of society's drift the nine to five and coach them into a different mindset of you can make what you what you're worth like you get to write the ticket like there is no limit and I've, I I found that. Many people end up being good salespeople in this business, but few end up being phenomenal coaches and, and, and leaders in this business. And, you know, I, I, I'm on a mission to help unify, up-level, and bring honor and integrity to this space and just bring it new light and, and tools and people and networks. And, and so I, I, I love that. So any, anytime we get opportunity like this, I'm, I'm going to tell some of my coaches to go off on and myself. So um, timstory.com, guys, go check that out. And follow Tim on Instagram. Um, also is there, you know, what, out of all the books you've written and things like that, what would be the number one you recommend? I'm excited about this new one. So the new one, they can pre-order now if they go to timstory.com. Not easy to get a book deal nowadays, guys. Harper Collins, not bad. The Miracle Mentality. Check the Miracle it out. Mentality that's coming out the end of February of next year, but you can pre-order it. We just did a big uh, party and uh, had tens of thousands of people on it. And you can pre-order that book, uh, The Miracle Mentality. Love I it. say it's your VIP pass to anywhere. Love so I, I, I teach you how to get it and how to keep it. So that's at timstory.com. Love that. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tim. And super excited to continue to get to know you over the next few months and see you in, see you in January in person. What a privilege. Okay, thanks so much. Uh,